Good morning, St. Luke's. <laughs> For those of you who may be visiting, I am not the Reverend Elizabeth Charles Cathy. I'm Horace Griffin. Sometimes in our many pastoral duties and roles, we need to switch assignments after the bulletin has been printed, which is the case today. So I simply wanted to note that for those of you who were expecting to hear Elizabeth preach and disappointed, well, you got me. So I'm sorry about that, and you'll hear from her later in the month. Please bear with me as I share a word this day. Don Bloats and Gary Goldman's 1989 All Dogs Go to Heaven was an animated comedy drama film about a dog, Charlie B. Barkin, who delays his place in heaven to take revenge on the dog responsible for his death. In the process, however, he learns about love and kindness shared by a human and eventually makes his way back into heaven where all dogs go. In the book, All Dogs Go to Heaven, written decades earlier, the author Beth Brown reminds us of the eternal bond that exists between people and their pets, quote, end quote. I certainly experienced that bond growing up with our family dog, Fluffy. Fluffy was a black cocker spaniel and exuded sweetness. Surely, Fluffy, like all dogs, went to heaven. As I thought of Fluffy and this film story over the years, I've wondered about the rest of the animal world going to heaven. With all due respect to you canine lovers, I thought, what about cats? Do all cats go to heaven? <laughs> I heard a no. Oh, we have some, some, some real persnickety people about cats. And I know that for some people, cats can be a challenge because they often meet us not on our terms, but on their own terms. And if you've had a cat or interacted, you know what I'm talking about. So what about cats? What about fish? Turtles? And I, in the earlier service, one of the, our children said, was shaking her head on these animals. No. What about birds? And what about guinea pigs? This raises the mystery about life for all beings in this creation that we inhabit. Where do we find ourselves when this life is over? 
It is widely held within our Christian faith that animals too have souls or spirits. And there's the belief that Romans 8th chapter offers that heaven is for animals because the wording is of the whole of creation and the redemption of bodies. The Genesis passage this morning is an allegory presented as one story among many creation stories throughout the world that seeks to find meaning of this wonder, this miracle, this creation of the world all around us, the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home, as described in one of our Eucharistic prayers. And the writer of Genesis places animals with us humans to share in this world not made by human hands, but by the hand of God. Animals are offered as our companions to be cared for and to care for us. In this symbiotic or mutual relationship, animals can protect us humans and offer us an unconditional love, maybe with the exception of cats, that helps us through our dark, some cats, that helps us through our darkest days while they turn to us for food, shelter, and care. No one knew this better than St. Francis of Assisi. So it is fitting that we are remembering, commemorating him this day, and we were out in nature at the earlier service, surrounded by pets on the beautiful lawn and trees in, our, um, in front of our south lawn, to commemorate the October 4th feast day of St. Francis a saint of animals and the environment. This Italian Roman Catholic brother and founder of the Franciscan order relished all of creation that we see around us. His love did not stop with humans, the poor, the outcasts, but he took the time to commune with plants and animals. Blessed Francis was one who recognized that animals had personalities and could perhaps understand us more than we realize or can imagine. He steeped himself in their world to value this gift that God has given us as found in the writing that we heard in the beginning. We often hear of that famous sermon of him preaching to the birds. He literally talked to the animals and believed that a connection could be made. It is recorded that in this sermon he preached, my brother and sister birds, you should praise your creator and always love him. He gave you feathers for clothes, wings to fly, and all other things that you need. It is God who made you noble among all creatures 
making your home in the air. Without sowing or reaping, you receive God's guidance and protection. Then he gave them a blessing. Other sermons included stories about fish and rabbits. And while we may find such an interaction a little strange today, maybe, just maybe, Francis was on to something. In this man who chose life, later in his life to live simply rather than sumptuously, he was able to bring to this world a closer relationship with all beings. This man who used his short life of 45 years to make a difference by his words that unite us and poetic works such as the canticle of the sun that offers wonder, love, and praise to the sun and moon. This man who understood birds, fire, water, moon, stars, and water as family members and the earth as our mother giving birth to all this around us animals and ecology has much to teach us today in how to be more caring and loving of this family, the earth. And just as in our families and in our society, we hurt each other and are sometimes at odds with each other, this earth can be at odds with us. Sometimes in our neglect of the earth and selfishness, the harm that we cause the earth comes back in harsh ways. The earth can be devastating as we witnessed these past few days in Puerto Rico, South Carolina, and in my home state of Florida. And while my family is okay, there are so many families whose lives and homes have been damaged or destroyed. We are saddened to witness so much destruction of buildings and other material goods, plant life, and most of all, the loss of human life. And as he grew to appreciate all of this cycle of life, Francis talked about sister death and welcomed it as a praise to God. And as a Franciscan put it, a passage to a new life with God in the joy of knowing God's love fully. But just as we still miss and perhaps grieve for pets who we have buried and family members who have gone on, God has never left us alone with our burdens. And there's a beautiful poem that's established in what some of you probably know and may have experienced, the Rainbow Bridge. And when I had to assist in euthanizing a former pet jersey, I learned about the Rainbow Bridge, which was this bridge that connects heaven and earth, where pets go. 
and hear the words of the Rainbow Bridge. There is a bridge connecting heaven and earth. It is called Rainbow Bridge because of its many splendid colors. Just this side of Rainbow Bridge, there is a land of meadows, hills, and valleys with lush green grass. When beloved pets die, they go to this place. There is always food and water and warm spring weather. The old and frail animals are young again. Those who are maimed are made whole again. They play all day with each other. There is only one thing missing. They are not with their special person who loved them on earth. So each day they run and play until that day comes when one suddenly stops playing and looks up. The nose twitches, the ears are up, the eyes are staring, and this one suddenly runs from the group. You have been seen. And when you and your special friend meet, you take him or her in your arms and embrace. Your face is kissed again and again and again, and you look once more into the eyes of your trusting pet. Then you cross the rainbow bridge together, never again to be separated. Jesus is with us in all of our pain of death that he also experienced. Our gospel reminds us that God is with us, and our way is through Jesus Christ who invites us to bring all our burdens, sorrows, disappointments, worries, shortcomings, flaws, losses in life, ourselves to him, and he will give us that rest. We cannot get away from grief, and certainly our congregation has been in a season of grief, as we are this morning. But there is still a God who made this world and holds it beyond our understanding. God's servant, Blessed Francis, certainly knew suffering in life, but in this life he chose to live in gratitude of all the goodness and beauty in life. And in his desire for us to take in the gift of all this creation and the gift that we have in each other, human and animal alike, he penned these words in a prayer for us. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy, O divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.